0: Hello and welcome to the Pulse WV Live, a network that beats to the heart of God. I'm your host, John Fowler. Hope you're having a great day, and we appreciate those that are listening on uh, the Pulse WV Live radio as well as Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. So glad to have you all tuned in. Twitch, Twitter, uh, Facebook, three Facebooks, my personal Facebook the Pulse Gasways Facebook, and then the Pulse WV Live Facebook. So there's three of those. And then we're on uh, YouTube, which we don't get very many views on there because I think they're liberal and they don't want us to get the good news out. That's just my thought. So anyway, we're so glad to have you tuned in. And uh, I preached a message yesterday on uh, Sunday about a yard sale. And uh, let's pray and then we'll get started with this yard sale. And then maybe I'll come and visit and see what kind of stuff you got on your on your table. Jesus, we just ask that you would just lead us this week. Got a whole week of guests and people that are coming this week, and we just thank you for it. And we just pray that you lead us, guide us, and direct us in this study today. And we give you thanks, and we give you praise, and we give you honor, because it is in the name of Jesus that we ask. Amen. I pastor a church in Gasway, West Virginia. Uh, it's uh, right in the center of the state. That's how the church got its name. I didn't name it. Uh, the Lord gave me the name. The pulse, being in the heartbeat of the state, and it's a church that beats to the heart of God. So, Evangelist Scott Means and I were talking about this subject on Thursday this past uh, this past week um, on the Pulse WV Live on Thursday. <clears throat> and when you define, and, and, and I'll get into what we were talking about, but when you define what a yard sale is, it's people selling things that they no longer want, on, and they put it on a table, and they put it outside of their house, and they start selling things. Things that they have lost interest in, things that were once precious to them, uh, now they are getting rid of uh, because it no longer interests them, and it, it's no longer a value uh, to them. So here's the question today. If you had a yard sale today, would Jesus be on your table? And let me let me emphasize that: Have you lost interest in Jesus to where He used to be the most valuable thing to you, and the most uh, most important thing to you, and you were in so much love with Jesus, just like you were that that item that you got for Christmas one year, or uh, that uh, particular. Uh, thing that you love so much, but now you've put it on your yard sale table. Would would you put Jesus on your yard sale table? Let me ask you another thing. Would you put your Bible on that table, that yard sale table? the The thing that the the Bible that you used to read when you were a kid or you were in your twenties and you just couldn't uh, couldn't get enough of God's Word, and then something happened uh, that was devastating to you, and you thought, how could God? be such a loving God and then allow me to go through that. And so you turned your back on God. So you put your Bible on your yard sale table to get rid of it. What about your witness? What about your witness? Would you put your witness on that table and sell it something that used to be precious to you? And all of a sudden, or just over time, you just lost interest? I heard people say before, they said, uh, you know, hey, come to church. Well, if I could get out of bed, you know, we, we end up doing what we want to do. That's just how it works. Now, sometimes things happen and you can't make events and different things. People get sick, that kind of thing. But we do basically what we want to do. And Evangelist Scott Means and I were talking about this on Thursday about this particular scripture. And God gave us both great revelation uh, about this. And so I ended up preaching a message yesterday about it and t- entitled it Yard Sale. And so if you read Luke chapter 12, 22 through 34, let's get into it. And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, neither for your body, what you should put on. Now, if you look at the English Standard Version with that, it says, therefore, I tell you, be do not be anxious about life, about your life. That's what he's saying. Don't be anxious about your life. When things go wrong, trust God. When things aren't uh, going the way you think they should, that's where we have to trust God. I asked uh, people in my class yesterday, I said, how much do you trust God? You know, 20 uh, percent. Fifty percent, eighty percent, a hundred percent, and I got two. <clears throat> I got two things in the room. One person said twenty percent, and the other said eighty percent. And so, how much do you trust God? Well, I trust him on the big things, or I trust him on the little things, and then I take care of the big things. Well, you should tr- you should trust him on all those things. Everything that you're involved in, he wants to be in charge of your life. Uh, if you're if you're if you're uh, working on relationships, if you're working on where you should go to church, where you should live, where you should work, you should include God in those things. Okay, here's what verse twenty-five says: the li- the life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. So what he's saying here, for life is more than food, and your body more than clothes. So what he's saying to us is your life is more than just stuff. Your life is just more than stuff, and it's not based on how much money you have or how big your house is or how many cars you have. It's based not not on stuff, but it's based on the spirituality of serving God. Verse 24 says, consider the ravens. For there neither sow nor reap, which neither have a storehouse in a barn, and God feedeth them. The, the, you know, the ravens, they don't have anything. They I mean, they eat day to day. They don't have a barn. They don't store it up. And God feeds them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? God thinks of you more than he does the, the birds of the air. Verse 25 says, and then we're in Luke chapter 12, 22 through 34, and which of you with uh, taking thought can add a stature of one cubic to your life? What he's saying here is, and which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his lifespan? I said yesterday, can you imagine what a turtle would look like having a panic attack. Now think about that. A turtle can only move a certain amount of speed. But if you put a panic attack on top of a, on top of a, uh, a turtle, how would it act? Verse 26 says, And if then be not able to do that thing which is least, while taking thought of the rest. So here's what that scripture is. You dissect it down. It says, if then you are not able to do as small a thing as what, why are you anxious about the rest? If God's going to do the little things for you, then he can do the big things for you. Man, I hope this is helping you today. This is a familiar one. People have heard this one all their life. Consider the lilies, how they grow, they toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon, is in, his, in all his glory, uh, was not arrayed like one of these. And, and so when you look at verse 28, it says, If then God so clothed the grass, which is today in the fields, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye little faith? And seek not what you shall eat, seek not what you shall drink, neither be ye a doubtful mind. He says there, do not seek what you need to eat and what you need to drink and not worry about it. Now that's easier said than done. But as you build your faith in God, then your worries will be less and your faith will increase. Verse 30, for all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your and your Father knoweth that you have need of these things. You know, the Lord knows you need to eat, and the Lord knows you need clothes, you need a place to live, but you don't have to pray about your needs. Now, think of that. You don't have to pray one time about your needs. Do you need electric? Sure. Do you need water? Yes. Do you need trash service? Which I need to pay that bill today. Do you need, um, you know, what all do you need? Well, God knows what you need. And in Philippians 4.19, he says this, God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Now, let me ask you something. Do you think that God is broke? God has never been broke. He's always had money. He's always had everything that he needs and everything that we need. But what's amazing is about our heavenly father is that he knows what we need even before we ask. If you look at Matthew chapter six and verse eight, it says, Your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before you even ask him. It's like Lord, I I know that. Lord, I I know that. But here's the key to to what we need to do is Luke chapter twelve and thirty one. But rather seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added unto you. So when you think about seeking the will of God and the kingdom of God, what is that? That is the spiritual realm where God reigns as king or the fulfillment of uh, on earth of doing God's will. Seek ye first God's will for your life. Seek ye first God's will. Concentrate on doing God's will and don't worry about anything else, because He says, "I will take care of you." Man, that's a great revelation right there. That that right there should should cause you to be in in peace and rest right there. So we need to become kingdom minded. Kingdom minded. And he says in Luke chapter twelve and thirty two, back into Luke, he says, "Fear not, little flock." For it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He wants to bless you. Okay, so this is what we talked about with Scott Means on Thursday this past week. He was talking about this. Sell all that you have and give alms. Provide yourself bags which wax not old and treasures which is in heaven that faileth not. Where no thief approaches nor moth corrupts. So what he says here, sell your possessions and give to the needy. Well, just like I said in that podcast, if everybody sold everything they had, then nobody would have anything. There needs to be rich people in this world. The poor is always going to be among us, but there needs to be rich people to to keep things up and running. So sell your possessions and give to the needy. Here's what he means by that. And let me keep reading here. So here's here's my thoughts on this verse 34 says for where your treasure is this is where your heart is also so it's time to have a yard sale if you have things that you're putting before god and that's what he's saying even with the rich young ruler here's what he's you know he says you lack one thing and he he was entitled he was titled the rich young ruler so what's that means he was rich he was young, and he was a ruler. God told him, Jesus told him to sell everything he had and come and follow me. And the guy couldn't do it because where his heart was, where his treasure was, that's where his heart is. God is wanting us to get rid of everything that stands in the way of him. You know, if if you own a boat, and you're out on that boat on Sunday morning and not in church, and you're tempted to be out on the boat, then maybe you should sell it. Maybe you should put it in a yard sale. Whatever we have, whatever material possessions that we have that come before God, that's what we need to get in, in line with. God's not wanting us to sell everything that we have. He just doesn't want anything to come in the way of what he wants to do in our lives, and stuff does that. You know, I remember when I was growing up, we didn't play sports on Wednesday and Sunday. We played football in the afternoon on Sunday, but we didn't play early in the morning. People went to church. Now, people are tied up with ball all the time. They're running their kids here and there, and here's the thing, they're compromising. Christians are compromising, and and they're doing it. They're not darkening church, but yet they're playing playing sports. Well, we want our child to be well rounded. Well, get them in church. That's the main thing, and I think that if Christians today, and the church would be the church, then that would change. But you've got the you've got church folk that will absolutely lay over on their belly like an old dog to get scratched on their belly by the devil, and it's it's very sad that that's going on. So it's time to have a yard sale things that is your treasure is where your heart is. So wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is. That's what what means the most to you is where your heart is. Is it before God? What Jesus is saying, sell whatever is keeping you from being kingdom focused. Does God care if you own a boat or a house in Florida as long as you're in perspective? And as long as your kingdom focused, it's important. If you look at Luke chapter 14, 25 through 27, and there was a great multitude with him and he turned and he said unto them, if any man comes after me and hates his father, his mother, his wife, his child, his brother, and his sister, I always put that in there. Yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. We cannot be first. We cannot put our families. You know, here's the thing. It should be families, family first. It should be, God, it should be church. It should be, it should be God first, family, church. And a lot of people say the church should be at the top. No, church is down somewhat. Here's the thing. People say it wrong. They say, well, let's go to church today. No, it's the church going to the building. And so, I think when we but we we know what you say but I mean it's just really how that is. So he says here that we cannot put anything before God. It has to be him first or you cannot be his disciple. If you want to be my disciple then you must hate everyone everyone else that's in competition. But he's not saying You know, to hate your mom, your dad, and your brother and sister, what he's saying is not put them first. You've got to put God first. That's what he says. That's not my words. Even yourself can't come first. Well, I'm going to go, and I'm going to, it's my body. I can do what I want to with it. Well, we don't belong to ourselves. We belong to God. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and cometh after me, he cannot be my disciple. So what is your cross? It's the things that are heavy for you to bear. And, and it could be a sickness. It could be an addiction. It could be, um, you know, it's just anything that's going on in your, in your life. Anything that makes you uncomfortable, that could be your cross. Anything that may not be what you want it to be could be your cross. The key to it is, are you willing to bear your cross? Not Jesus's cross. He had his own cross to bear, but your cross, whatever you're dealing with within your life. Let me tell you something. God wants to be first. He wants to be first in your activities in what you do, where you go on vacation, where you work, where you live, who you date, who you marry. He wants to be first. Start running things by God before you do them, because you'll make a mess, and then you go to God and say, hey, I need you to fix this thing. I'm speaking from experience. That's the best thing that I can give you today. Man, I tell you what, if you're not where you need to be today, only thing I need to tell you is accept him into your heart and life. And the Bible tells us all you have to do is believe. Believe on him. Get in a Bible-believing church. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. Say, Father, forgive me of all my sins, everything that I've done. And he will forgive you from the east as from the west, the Bible says, which means he cannot remember your sins any longer. Isn't that great? And then begin to walk in the freedom that Jesus has given you because of the cross of Calvary. He loves you. He cares about you. Let us know. If you accepted Jesus into your heart and life, and if you want to be a partner with our ministry, including our radio station or um, our podcast uh, our churches, I encourage you to text the word Pulse. You can do it right now. Text the word Pulse to 1304-244-3187. Go to PulseChurch.com, give through PayPal, or mail your love gift to P.O. Box 141, Gassaway, West Virginia, 26624. Have a great day, everybody. Jeremiah Ramsey in tomorrow. You don't want to miss it. The next edition of the Pulse WV Live, a network that beats to the heart of God.